Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk NFL. I'm your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. Also, you can follow me, like me on Facebook as well, also at Cold Talk. On there, you can message me questions or topics that you hear in the show. You can tweet with me. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. I'd also like to thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. If you see some more of his work, you can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about week four in the 2022 NFL season. We'll go over the performances and stories from last week's games, and also who I think is going to take home the W this week in the NFL. And before we go into the episode, we're going to go into two quick things real quickly. Uh, first, uh, I have not done an episode since 2020, so this is the first time back in almost two years. And, uh, so a lot's been going on. That's why I haven't done two episodes. I have gotten a new job, moved back home, got my first ever house. I got married. Finally uh, going through paperwork to get my wife in the country. So a lot's been going on. A lot of repairs, a lot of things trying to get situated in life and... Now that I somewhat feel like things are under control, I'm back and I'm ready to talk with you guys and talk sports, talk wrestling, talk about a little bit of everything. Uh, so keep an eye out when episodes, I'm trying to get at least three to four episodes out this week. Uh, one NFL one each week, one sports one each week, and kind of sometimes talking about Raw, SmackDown, AEW, whatever comes up pretty much. So we'll make sure you keep an eye on all that. And before we go into the episode, I also want to give my thoughts to everybody who are dealing with the hurricane in Florida and down south, uh, Hurricane Ian. Uh, hope you guys are all safe. Hope everything is going well for you guys and you're on the top of all of our minds right now. Uh, just please stay safe. Uh, keep an eye on what's going on down there. And again, we're all hoping for the best for everybody dealing with Hurricane Ian. So let's get into week four in the NFL, and we're going to start off with the first game of the week, which will be on Thursday night football, which was a very good game as the one of two undefeated teams remaining coming into week four in the NFL, the surprising 3-0 Miami Dolphins taking another team of surprising record coming in to week four. That is the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that made it to the Super Bowl last year, coming into this game at one and two. But last week was a huge win for the Miami Dolphins as they were able to beat the Buffalo Bills 21 to 19 in an AFC East battle and a possibly a huge game for that division as wide receiver Jalen Waddle led the team in this one with four receptions for 102 yards. He actually comes in this week's game questionable, so we'll see if he'll be playing from the sounds of it. He will be. Also coming into this game questionable will be quarterback Tua Tungavaloa, who had 186 yards and one touchdown last week. He had an interesting storyline, which we'll go over here in a little bit as well. But he came to this week questionable, but it looks like he'll be playing as well. 
Wide receiver Tyreek Hill had a very quiet game in this one. Only two receptions for 33 yards. And running back Chase Edmonds had 21 yards rushing and two touchdowns in this game as well. Uh, but let's go over the main topic in this game. And that was Tua as he was ended up getting injured with the two-minute warning in the first half. Uh, he did go into concussion protocol, and to many people's surprise, he was back to begin the second half and playing, which had a lot of people at high ends of how he got so back in so quickly after being in concussion protocol, which a lot of people thought that would most likely take him out of the game, thought it was very dangerous that he was in this protocol. But from the research I have done, according to the Mayo Clinic, Apparently, an uh, athlete can be tested in about 15 minutes, which that's about halftime and the two-minute warning and all that going on. So that's probably about 20 to 25 minutes he had to get tested before the beginning of the second half. So if that is true, that makes sense to me. He should have been cleared in time to play in the second half. Uh, but again, it, I, it, it, I, NFL PA is investigating the situation. And it, it's a very touchy topic. I get that. Uh, I get the mindset that is very dangerous. You could possibly injure yourself more with playing concussion, even kill yourself possibly. And I get the mindset of an athlete. I understand completely. I did the same thing when I played a little bit. Yes, I was hurt. I was banged up. And I felt like my head was a little rattled. But at the same time, your mindset is trying to win the game, help your team win, I should say. And that is what his mindset was. And it's unsafe that it is. As an athlete, it's hard to get removed, feel like you get removed to game, especially when you're a quarterback. But from the sounds of it, he was tested from what I can understand. And But we'll see where this investigation goes overall. But last week, a big win for Miami, beating the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, the Bills, in a very close matchup. And we'll see if the Miami Dolphins keep it going this week. But they do have a tougher opponent this week as the Bengals were able to get back on track and finally pick up their first win of the season, beating the Jets 27-12. Quarterback Joe Burrow coming out of that game with 275 yards passing and three touchdowns. Wide receiver Tyler Boyd, four receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown leading receivers in this game. Wide receiver T. Higgins is with five receptions for 93 yards. And surprisingly in this one, Jamar Chase was shut down pretty well. Six receptions for only 29 yards. Did get a touchdown in the game, though. And also did lose a fumble. Running back, Samaiji Pirine had a receiving touchdown in this one. And 48 yards rushing. And running back, Joe Mixon had a very quiet game in this one as well. With only 24 yards. Now, yes, it was very surprising to see the Cincinnati Bengals take this long to get the first win. Of course, many teams do suffer from that Super Bowl hangover from losing in the Super Bowl. So now they're able to bounce back. Now the question is, are they going to keep that ball rolling? Now at home against a very tough team. And the first time that audiences around the world will be able to see these white Bengal uniforms are pretty slick, in my opinion. So this should be a very interesting game. A great way game to start this, the week. Uh, but in this one, it is going to be a very close one. I think this will come down to the wire. And the question is, how is the injured Dolphins going to look in this one? I think this could be a high-scoring game. I think both teams will at least be around 28 points in this one. In a tough call, I think I'm going to go with the upset in this one and go with the Bengals winning this one at home. 
Again, Tua is banged up. Waddle, we don't know what his condition is going to be coming in this one. The main question in this is how will the Bengals be able to contain Hill? And I think that's going to be the key thing. But I think somehow, some way, the Bengals are going to pull this one out. Again, I think the main thing that's going to be the, the question, I mean, I mean, the main thing to watch in this one should be Gerald Burrow. Uh, he's had some questionable decisions to begin the year in the first two games. That's, I think, what cost them a little bit. So as long as he can avoid turning the ball over and the team overall, offense overall, can avoid turning the ball over, I think this should be a Bengals win. I think this will be at, at most a three-point win if it is for the Bengals. But I think the Bengals hold this one off at home and getting an upset and knocking the NFL down to one perfect day, game as we head over to Sunday. But I do the Bengals take up take the win in this one. They should move to 2-2 two and two and move to 500. And the Dolphins, who are banged up a little bit right now, I think will suffer their first loss on the season. So let's head to our Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone games. And we'll start off with the Minnesota Vikings coming to this one 2-1 and one, versus the New Orleans Saints coming in at 1-2. and two. And last week, the Minnesota Vikings had to come back and beat the Detroit Lions 28-24. Quarterback Kirk Cousins leading the way with 260 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Delvin Cook with 96 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble loss. He was also hurt last week, and he is coming into this game questionable. So we'll see if he'll be end up playing in this one. Wide receiver KJ Osborne with five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. Also wide receiver Adam Thielen with six receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Wide, oh, excuse me, running back Alexander Madison with a touchdown in that one. And a shocking one and a great job by the defensive Lions, uh, Detroit Lions, I should say, in this one by their defense. Uh, is keeping wide receiver Justin Jefferson with only three receptions with 14 yards. Uh, but last week, the Vikings uh, started off a little slow a little bit, as what seemed like the Lions have been doing a good job this year. But again, the Lions kind of being the Lions I know and love. Uh, struggling in the second half and allowed the Vikings to get back in there and get a game-winning touchdown with, I believe it was about 50 to 40 seconds remaining in the game as Kirk Cousins would fight Osborne for that game-winning touchdown. And for the Saints, they ended up losing last week to the Carolina Panthers, 22-14. to Wide receiver Chris Olivier with a, a great game uh, last week, for uh, I think first big game of his rookie year, had nine receptions for 147 yards. Uh, quarterback Jameis Winston with 353 yards passing, one touchdown and two interceptions in that game. So another struggling game for Jameis Winston. Makes you kind of think a little bit that uh, vision is starting to almost go away again for him. Uh, wide receiver Triquan Smith with four receptions for 105 yards in the game. And running back Elvin Kamara with 61 yards rushing and a fumble loss in that one as well. Now coming to this one, I would have to give the edge to the Minnesota Vikings. They seem like the more complete game coming to this one. It seems like, yes, the Saints do have a lot of offensive weapons, but it seems like Jameis Winston has been turning the ball over once again. It seems like way too much, and that could be an issue against this Minnesota defense who can cause turnovers, even though they 
Did struggle a little bit against the Detroit Lions offense, but I think the Vikings defense will step up once again here this week. Uh, we'll, I would say the Vikings will probably get into the 20-point range, mid-20-point range. I think they'll win this game by at least a touchdown, I would say. But I do have the Minnesota Vikings winning this one and moving to 3-1 and one in the season, beating the New Orleans Saints. Up next, we have the 2-1 Cleveland Browns taking on the 1-2 Atlanta Falcons. Lastly, Cleveland was able to pick up a win in the AFC North as they are able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17. Running back Nick Chubb with 113 yards rushing in this one and one touchdown. Also, quarterback Jacoby Brissett, who's been doing an absolutely fantastic job filling in until Deshaun Watson comes back. He had 220 yards passing this one and two touchdowns. Looking like a starting quarterback, to be honest with you. He's been looking absolutely incredible. Wide receiver Amari Cooper with another great week this week. Seven receptions for 101 yards and one touchdown. Tevin David Njoku having a great game as well. Nine receptions, 89 yards and one touchdown. And quarterback Denzel Ward had a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown. This is at the very end of the game as the Pittsburgh Steelers were pretty much just throwing the ball back and forth trying to get in the end zone somehow, some way. And that ended up costing them six more points as Ward was able to recover that fumble. But the Cleveland Browns, a very surprising team to begin the year. Uh, like I said, Brissett looking absolutely fantastic, filling in for Watson. Uh, if they can keep us going, this team might be a playoff team by the time Watson comes back and might be able to have Watson lead him to the playoffs. So that could be huge for this Cleveland team. But Brissett looking absolutely fantastic, looking like a great quarterback. Cooper, who looked like he struggled week one the last couple of weeks, uh, he has looked very good and looked like a star receiver like he did in Dallas. So happy to see Cooper looking good. And overall, this team looking like they're fully running on offense and could be a team... A threat, actually, possibly for not just the AFC North, but the AFC overall. And for the Atlanta Falcons, they were able to pick up their first win of the season last week as they were able to beat the Seattle Seahawks 27-23 to in the Battle of the Birds. Running back Cordell Patterson with 141 yards and one touchdown. So another good running performance for him on the year. Quarterback Marcus Mariota with 229 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, one fumble loss, but did also add a rushing touchdown as well. Tight end Kyle Pitts finally getting involved this year as he has his first big game. Five receptions for 87 yards. And rookie wide receiver Drake London looking good once again. Three receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown in that one. So Atlanta Falcons finally getting on the board with the win. Uh, now at home against the Cleveland Browns, but in this one, I think this Cleveland Browns team is going to be too much for this Atlanta Falcons team. Like I mentioned, this Browns offense seems like I got things clicking early, which is very shocking in my opinion, because we did not expect this offense to be looking like this, especially the percent under center. So good for this offense, and I think this Cleveland Brown defense will be able to force a couple turnovers, which Marietta has been, seemed like he's been doing every game, is having at least one or two turnovers. So the, I expect Cleveland to get a couple on this one as well. I expect this to at least be a touchdown win for the Cleveland Browns. But I do think the Browns will win this one. Uh, we'll be interested to see if Miles Garrett's going to be playing this one. Uh, if you have not heard, earlier this week he was involved in a car crash and was sent to the hospital. But he was cleared the next day, so I believe he will be playing this one. That will be something to keep an eye on here on Sunday. But I do believe the Atlanta Falcons will pick up the win in this one. And they will move to, excuse me, excuse me, Cleveland Browns pick up the win in this, I should say. And they will move to 3-1 and one on the season. 
Up next, we have the 1-2 Washington Commanders taking on the 2-1 Dallas Cowboys. And in this one, actually, actually, before I go on too quickly, I think I'd make one correction on the Minnesota Vikings or the Saints one. I completely forgot about this, but the Saints and the uh, Vikings will be playing at 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time Zone. Uh, so I forgot they're playing over in London this week. So again, uh, that one will be at... 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but again, let's go back to the Washington Commanders and Dallas Cowboys. Uh, last week, the Commanders were pretty much beat up by the the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And that was, they lost that one 24-8. Uh, in this one, the uh, the Commanders, I should say. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin led the team with six receptions for 102 yards. But it was a tough going for quarterback Carson Wentz. This one going against his old Philadelphia Eagles team. As in this one, he only threw for 211 yards and had was sacked nine times in this game. And one fumble loss. So that Philadelphia Eagles defense made sure Carson Wentz remembered who the Eagles were. And I believe in this game, at one in the end of the first half, Wentz only had, I think, 20 yards passing. So the majority of those yards coming in the second half. And for running back Antonio Gibson, he led the backfield with only 38 yards rushing and one touchdown. So an Eagles team, again, getting beat up. And pack uh, this one and uh, see how it'll go this week in another matchup against a NFC East rival. As last week, the Cowboys were able to pick up a win against the New York Giants, 23-16. Running back Tony Pollard led the way in the backfield, 105 yards rushing. And quarterback Cooper Rush continues to look impressive as the quarterback for the Cowboys, having 215 yards passing in a touchdown as he's the first undrafted QB to win each of his first three NFL starts and throwing for 375 yards since Kurt Warner with the Rams in 1989. That year, also Kurt Warner won the MVP of the NFL and also won the Super Bowl with the Rams as well. He's also, and Rush is also the first quarterback since the 1970 merger to lead three fourth quarter and overtime game winning drives in his first three career starts. So an impressive start for Cooper Rush in his career. Uh, the pretty, like a pretty solid backup. And at the beginning of the preseason, he was cut by the Cowboys and signed back. Uh, so it looked like the Cowboys are pretty happy to sign him back to fill in for Dak Prescott as he recovers from his injury. Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb also having a good game last week. Eight receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. Running back Ezekiel Elliott having 73 yards as well in this one and a touchdown. Wide receiver Noah Brown, five receptions, 54 yards. And kicker uh, Brett Manner with three for four on field goals in this game as well. Uh, but a question coming in this game, is that Prescott going to be back this week? He uh, suffered a broken thumb in week one. He had to get stitches on his thumb. It sounds like the stitches have been removed and he has been at practice from the sounds of it right now, I don't believe he will be playing this week against the Commanders, but it sounds like he will be coming back possibly in Week 5. We will see on that one, but with Cooper Rush playing the way he is right now, I don't think you need to rush him back. Let him make sure that that thumb heals as best as it can so he's 100% when he comes back, so it's not a worry for the team. Uh, but either way in this one, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to beat the Commanders. The Cowboys, again, seem like they're doing pretty good on offense. They're avoiding turnovers. They're doing a good job going up and down the field. Yes, Cooper Rush ain't putting up huge numbers, but he's doing enough to make sure he stays mistake-free and helping this Cowboys team win games. And with this Cowboys defense going against this Eagles, uh, excuse me, uh, Commanders offense, I don't see this offense doing too much in this game as well. 
But I do believe the Cowboys win this one, I believe, by possibly a touchdown, possibly 10 points. But I do see the Cowboys picking up the win in this one and moving to 3-1 and one on the season, picking up a big win not only in the NFC East, but at home. Up next, we have the battle of one and two teams, as it say, as the Seattle Seahawks take on the Detroit Lions. Last week, the Seahawks lost to the Atlanta Falcons 27-23. Quarterback Geno Smith led the way with 325 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett with nine receptions for 76 yards. Running back Rashad Penny with 66 yards rushing. Wide receiver DK Metcalf with five receptions for 64 yards and one touchdown. Kicker Jason Myers with three for three on field goals in this game. And for the Detroit Lions, they ended up suffering a devastating loss to the Minnesota Vikings, 28-24. Quarterback Jared Goff looking very impressive this year. He had 277 yards in this game, one touchdown, and did have an interception at the very end of the game. It was either to get sacked and let the time run out or throw the ball up and hope somebody caught it, and he just threw it to nobody but a defender. So, again, it was a, just a prayer interception that did not work out for him. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds led the way, receiving in this one with six receptions for 96 yards. Jamal Williams all the way in the backfield with 87 yards rushing and two touchdowns in that game. Wide receiver Amon Ra St. Brown had six receptions for 73 yards, ending his, I believe it was an eight-game eight streak, excuse six-game streak with over eight receptions. He ended up suffering an ankle injury in this game. He did come back in and finish the game, but he was questionable coming this week as he is banged up. T, uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson had a touch in this game. He was also banged up, and I believe was questionable coming in this game. And also uh, injured for this game is running back DeAndre Swift, who had 30, only 31 yards rushing. Left the game with a shoulder injury. Also came into this game with an ankle injury. But it was announced by Dan Campbell that he'll be out at least for two weeks. Let him recover from this one. So he'll be out this week, which means Williams will uh, Jamal Williams will be the leading back for the Lions in this one. But let's talk about the Lions a little bit last week. Uh, they had a very impressive start once again. Uh... Had a great first half. Second half, they pretty much fell apart. And then the fourth quarter was probably one of the worst coaching performances I've seen in a long time. As Dan Campbell, who, again, I, uh, you guys don't know, I am a Lions fan. Uh, Campbell came in, uh, came in this fourth quarter, seemed like just had questionable, questionable decisions. Uh, he was going for a lot of fourth down going into the fourth quarter. I think they were four for six on fourth down. Uh, they had a fourth and one. They were running the ball very well. They decided to try to do a play-action play where they threw it across the field, which it was covered very well, which a very questionable call on that one. Then we had a questionable call on a fourth down with about, I think it was just about a minute, I think it was about maybe two minutes ago about, uh, instead of going for it or punting it on their own, around their own 38, it was about fourth and, I think it was fourth and three, somewhere around there. They decided to go for the field goal, which was missed badly, which gave great field positions to the Minnesota Vikings. And as the Vikings were driving, he called a timeout, which gave the Vikings a chance to draw up a play, which the next play led to the Vikings scoring on a 36-yard touchdown, I believe it was. Uh, but either way, Lions kind of just shut down in the fourth quarter. Again, I not blame this loss on any of the players at all. I think the team played great in this one. Yes, the defense uh, did have some issues. Warrior had, I think, five five or six defensive penalties in this game, which also cost the Lions in this one. But overall, I think the coaching was the big mistake for the Lions. And hopefully Dan Campbell learns from that and continues to improve his Lions team. But overall, I think this Lions team is a very impressive team. They lead the league in scoring right now. They lead the lead in touchdowns. 
Uh, so they can show they do have offensive power. It's just they need to learn to pretty much wrap up games. So we'll see if they'll be able to do it this week against the Seattle Seahawks, which I believe they will do. Yes, it's going to be huge not to have Swift this week. We'll see how St. Brown is this week as well as he is trying to fight through that injury as this whole team trying to fight through injuries uh, so far this year. But I think the Lions should be able to hold off this one at home. Uh, even though Geno Smith is a playing very safe this year, kind of more kind of finding open routes that are underneath and let his receivers do the work. I do think the Lions defense, who have also looked pretty decent at times this year, will be able to hold on to this Seattle Seahawks offense. And I believe the Lions will pick up the win in this one, move to 2-2 two and two on the season. As a Lions, I believe, will win this one by at least 3-7 to seven points. As the Lions should move to 2-2 two and two this week. Up next, we have a battle in the AFC. Uh, excuse me, AFC South, I should say. I was about to say North. AFC South, we have a battle between the 1-2 and two Tennessee Titans taking on the 1-1-1 one, one, and one Indianapolis Colts. Last week, the Titans were able to pick up their first win of the season as they were able to beat the Las Vegas Raiders 24-22. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill led the way with 264 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and also one rushing touchdown. Running back Derrick Henry had his first, I would say, big game of the year. His 85 yards rushing, one touchdown. Also surprisingly, having five receptions for 58 yards. Not known as receiving back too much, but he was a part of the receiving game in this one. What is even Robert Woods having a good game in this one? Four receptions for 85 yards. And tight end Jeff Swam, Swam, uh, Swam with a touchdown in this one as well. And for the Indianapolis Colts, they picked up a shocking upset. The biggest upset of last week. Beating the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17 to pick up their first win of the season. Quarterback Matt Ryan had 222 yards passing. Two touchdowns. Was sacked five times in this game and lost a fumble. So even with those sacks, they were able to hold on to that one. Wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. coming back from injury. Had eight receptions for 72 yards after missing week two. Running back Jonathan Taylor with 71 yards rushing in this game. Wide receiver Alec Priest with uh, three receptions for 61 yards. And tight end Jelani Woods with two touchdowns in this one as well. Uh, this one could be a lot closer than a lot of people think. I I thought this Colts team would be pretty decent coming in this year. The fact that they start out the season 0-1-1 was shocking and had a lot of people very uh, interested to see how bad this Colts team actually was, especially after getting shot out by the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 2, but had a, a surprising comeback against the Chiefs, picking up a win in that one. Uh, I always thought this Colts defense was usually thought would be one of the best ones in the league, and I think they did bounce back last week against a very good Chiefs team. Uh, now the question is how they're going to be able to do against this Tennessee Titans team, of course, being a divisional matchup. You've got to believe this one will be a close one, and one that I think could go either way, to be honest with you. It just depends on how the Colts can contain Derrick Henry, who Derrick Henry has a history of having big games against the Indians Colts, if I have my memory correct in that one. Uh, but in a very tough decision, this one, I think I am going to end up going with the Indianapolis Colts in this one. I believe because I just believe they have more of an offensive power. I believe this could be a high-scoring game. Uh as well, I just depend. Uh, this game, I think, honestly depends on the quarterbacks on how they play in this one. If Tannehill doesn't turn the ball over, if Rat Ryan doesn't turn the ball over, that will determine this game because I'm expecting Derrick Henry to have 100 yards rushing in this one. I would expect also Jonathan Taylor to possibly have 100 yards rushing in this one as well. So it might be the battle of the running backs, but if it does come down to passing, 
to these teams. Which quarterback will make the mistake and which one will cost them the team, I believe, will decide this game. I think Matt Ryan will be the one to lead his team to victory in this one. As I believe the Colts will win this one by the slimmest of margins. But I do believe the Colts pick up the win and move to 2-1-1 one one on this season. Up next, we have the Chicago Bears at 2-1-1 taking on the New York Giants at 2-1-1. I think two teams a lot of people are surprised are at 2-1 at this point in the season. And one of these teams will be moving to 3-1 as well. As Chicago Bears last week were able to hold on and hit a last-second field goal to beat the Houston Texans 23-20. Running back Khalid Herbert led the way as he filled in for David Montgomery, who was knocked out of the game with a knee ankle injury, as Montgomery will be questionable coming into this week. But Herbert with 157 yards rushing and two touchdowns in the game leading the way. And quarterback Justin Fields continues to struggle this season as he went 8-for-17 in this game for only 106 yards and two interceptions, was also sacked five times. So somehow... Fields is not playing good, but this team is picking up wins. Tight end Cole Komet led the way, receiving with two receptions for 40 yards. And kicker Cairo Santos led the way for the Bears with their field goals, with three for three on field goals, including, like I mentioned, the game-winning field goal to cap off the Bears' victory. And last week, the New York Giants suffered their first loss of the season against the Cowboys, 23-16. Quarterback Daniel Jones had 196 yards passing that one. One interception was also sacked five times in that game. Running back Shaquan Barkley had 81 yards and one touchdown in that one. Also in this game, wide receiver Sterling Shepard had five receptions for 49 yards, but in very sad fashion, he ended up getting injured on a just running upfield pretty much. As he just fell down, collapsed, he ended up tearing his ACL. And he is going to be out for the season. So it's hard to hear see for Shepard uh, with one of the leading receivers on this team. Uh, and it was, it was just a weird injury. He was just really running up field, just grabbed his knee and fell down. And just one of those freak accidents and wishing the best for Shepard. Hopefully his recovery is quickly and hope to see him next year in 2023. Uh, but again, a heartbreaking loss for the New York Giants offense. Kicker Graham Jano uh, had won 3 for 4 in field goals in this game as well. But in this one, I am going to go with the New York Giants. The way the Chicago Bears deep offense is, it's all running game. If you can stop the running game and make fields throw, it seems like you can beat them. Uh, so it, whether it's Montgomery in the backfield or Herbert, so I think it's, I would say if Montgomery is coming from an injury, I'm going to say these two are probably going to split a little bit this week. So make sure you keep that an eye on your fantasy team because that's what I'm keeping an eye on Montgomery this year with that one this week. But uh, I just think this Giants team, I think the defense will be able to do enough to hold on to this Bears uh, deep offense. And I think this Giants offense, um, as long as uh, Barkley can do what he can do uh, running the ball, I expect him to have 100 yards rushing in this one as well. And as long as Jones doesn't turn the ball over and make smart passes, I think this offense will be fine for the Giants. And I have the Giants pick up the win at home in this one and moving to 3-1 and one on the season. Up next could be a game of the week matchup, which is very surprising probably for a lot of people's ears. But the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing at 2-1, they could give a very, very interesting matchup to, again, one of the two teams remaining undefeated on the year, the 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles. As last week, the Jaguars had another impressive offensive game and defensive game as well, as they were able to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10. Uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence throwing for 262 yards and three touchdowns. Running back James Robinson with 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. 
Wide receiver Zay Jones with 10 receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Big signee during this offseason, wide receiver Christian Kirk. Six receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr., wide receiver, also had a touchdown in this one as well. And kicker Riley Patterson went three for three and fills this one. Again, shocking how great this Chargers team has been so far this year. Starting out the Colts last week, beating up on the Chargers this week, with Chargers being one of the favorites for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Jacksonville making themselves into a contender and could possibly prove that they are a real contender this year if they can take down this undefeated Eagles team who ended up beating up on the Commanders last week 24-8. Quarterback Jalen Hurts, 340 yards passing and three touchdowns in the game. Wide receiver Devontae Smith having his first big game of the season. Eight receptions, 169 yards and one touchdown. Also getting in on this game at wide receiver A.J. Brown. Five receptions, 85 yards, a touchdown. And tight end Dallas Goddard also getting a touchdown in that game as well. I was supposed to mention the Eagles, like I mentioned in the Commanders uh, game. The Eagles had nine sacks in that game. So they were able to get it after the quarterback often in that one. So they're going to try to do the same against this Jacksonville Jaguars team and get after sophomore quarterback here in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. But in this one, the way both these teams are playing, I would expect this one to be a close one, which a lot of people probably wouldn't be expecting that. But the way the Jags have looked, it's hard to say they're not going to keep this game close. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looking great in a second year. It proves how much of a difference a coaching change can make. Urban Meyer had this team looking bad this year. They didn't make too many add-ons to this team this year, the Jaguars, and they're looking pretty good. So let's see how this team can do against the Eagles. I think this will be a close matchup. But I'm going to have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. I just think the Eagles have been on all cylinders right now. The defense is looking good. Offense is looking good. And I think they have more experience to look good than the Jaguars do. I do, again, think the Jaguars will keep this game close. I think the Jaguars will prove they might be a contender in the AFC this year. And possibly a chance to win that AFC South, which is looks like they might be a struggling division this year. So I think the Jags keep it close. I think this game... This game could end up in the 30s for both teams, to be honest with you, the way these offenses have been playing. But I do see the Philadelphia Eagles winning this one. Uh, again, very close. I can see this game being a field goal game. Uh, but the Eagles will win this one, and in my opinion, will be the only undefeated team heading into Week 5, as the Eagles will be 4-0. and Up next, we have a battle of two 1-2 teams, as the New York Jets will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last week, the New York Jets lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 27-12. Quarterback Joe Flacco leading the way in this one with 285 yards. Had two interceptions and two fumble losses. So four big turnovers for the Jets in this one. Tight end Tyler Coughlin leading the way for the Jets receiving with eight receptions for 84 yards. Wide receiver Garrett Wilson had six receptions for 60 yards. He ended up getting injured in this one. Did come back in and finish the game. So that sounds like he'll be good to go this week. Running back Brees Hall with six receptions in this one and 53 yards. Not too much running in this game for the Jets. And kicker Greg Zerloin with four for four and field goals in this one. And for the... Uh, actually, one thing I should mention before we go over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The New York Jets have announced Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback this week for the Jets. So we'll see if that 
maybe continues to get the offense going, even though Joe Flacco did have a good week two performance this week and week th- uh, three did not have a good one. So Zach Wilson will be coming back in. So we'll see how Zach Wilson will be able to do now with it, with him under quarterback. We'll see if we see any improvements from the Jets. But in this one, the Pittsburgh Steelers ended up, uh, actually last week I should say, the Pittsburgh Steelers ended up losing to the Browns 29-17. to Quarterback Mitch Trubisky with 207 yards. And we're starting to hear a little bit of the picket noise from the Steelers crowd as they are starting to get some picket chants going to see Trubisky get replaced. We'll see what that leads to this week as well. What is your Deontay Johnson? Uh, at eight receptions for 84 yards and running back Nigel Harris with only 56 yards rushing, one touchdown, and a fumble loss. But on this one, this one could be a close one as well. It could be very interesting. Uh, Trubisky, not, again, like I mentioned, not looking the best right now, and the crowd is getting after him. Could Kenny Pickett be coming in sooner rather than later? That is the main question right now. This one, I want to say, could be a toss-up. But I think in this one, I'm going to go with the away team and go with the New York Jets. Uh, it will be interesting to see how Zach Wilson gets into this game, how he can do uh, with his first start of the season. But I think this team will have has enough weapons to make it happen. I think the Smurfs, and I just feel like the Pittsburgh offense is going to somewhat struggle in this one. And this offense hasn't done really too much this season, I feel like. So I think I'm going to go, I, I, I not think I am going to go with the New York Jets in this one. Again, I think this will be a very close game to the, that will go come down to the wire. But the Jets are going to go on the road and surprise the Pittsburgh Steelers and pick up the win in this one. And the Kenny Pickett talks are going to pick up more, I believe, after this week. As, again, I believe the Jets are going to pick up the win in this one, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Up next, we have the 2-1 Buffalo Bills taking on the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens. What, again, could another game that could be the game of the week is two of the best teams in the AFC going head-to-head. As last week, the Buffalo Bills took a very disappointing loss to the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East battle, 21-19. Uh, very banged up uh, Buffalo Bills defense last week. Were able to hold the Dolphins at least 21 points, but just were not able to capitalize on offense as much as they wanted to. But quarterback Josh Allen having 400 yards of passing yards in that game. 200, I mean, excuse me, two touchdowns. Did have a fumble loss and was sacked four times in that one, which I feel like is a lot for Josh Allen with the way he's able to scramble. Running back Devin Singletary led the receiving in this one of nine receptions for 78 yards and one touchdown. Wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah, excuse me, McKenzie, in this, had seven receptions for 76 yards and one touchdown. And was wide receiver Stefan Diggs, seven receptions for 74 yards in that game as well. Uh, but the Dolphins had a chance to possibly win that game as they were able to get downfield with a completion. Uh, but before they can spike the ball, the time ran out, costing the team the loss. And if you have an watched a video of the Bills offensive coordinator losing his mind up in the press box, uh, definitely check that out at the end of the game as he was not happy the way that offense uh what ran was ran or what happened at the end of that game, how they were not able to clock the ball and clock the stop the clock, I should say, and at least go for a Hail Mary or go for a field goal. Uh, but they didn't have a chance to do that, which ended up giving them their first loss uh, in the year. And last week, the Baltimore Bill, uh, excuse me, Baltimore Ravens were able to beat the New England Patriots 37 to 26. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, who has looked absolutely incredible this year. Uh, having so far, he has more touchdowns than every team but the Detroit Lions. As last week, 
Jackson had 218 yards passing, four touchdowns, did throw an interception, was also sacked four times, which is, again, a surprising number for a guy who can run and get away from tackles pretty quickly. But he did have 170 yards rushing in this game and a touchdown on the ground as well. So five total touchdowns from Lamar Jackson last week against the Patriots. Tight end Mark Andrews, eight receptions for 89 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Justice Hill leading the backfield of six, 60 yards. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman, two receptions for 59 yards, did have a fumble loss in that game. And wide receiver Devin uh, Duvernay and tight end Josh Oliver had a touchdown each in that game as well. Now this one, this this is a tough one, I think. Uh, it's good. This game, again, could go either way. Uh, both defenses uh, could struggle in this one, but the Bills did hold on to the Miami Dolphins defense, offense pretty well, even though their defense was banged up. I would be hoping that the Bills get some of their players back this week. We'll have to wait and see. I heard they were signing people this week to kind of help out fill in some of those positions. So, again, we'll have to wait and see what this, who's going to be playing for this Bills defense. But, and this will be a close one. I, I'm, in my own opinion, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I just feel like Josh Allen will be able to do enough to beat up a very weak Baltimore Ravens defense that has struggled a lot this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, will have a good game this one as well still. But I just feel like the Bills team has enough on defense to be able to at least contain Jackson enough. Again, this will probably be end up being a very close game. But I do expect the Bills to go on the road and pick up the win in this one. I can't see the Bills losing two games in a row. Uh, I think the Bills win this one and will go to 3-1 and one of the season, moving to Baltimore Ravens to 2-2. Two two. Up next, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at 1-2. and two. Again, that's another surprising record coming into Week 4. Taking on the Houston Texans, who are one of two teams not to pick up a win this year, but they have not lost every game this year, at least, as they are 0-2-1, as they ended up having a tie Week 1 with the Indianapolis Colts. But last week, the Chargers were shocked and beat up by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost that one 38-10. Quarterback Justin Herbert threw for 297 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Wide receiver Joshua Palmer, six receptions for 99 yards. Wide receiver Jalen Guyton had two receptions for 64 yards. Mike Williams had a touchdown as well in that one. But last week also, wide receiver Keenan Allen was out with a hamstring injury, so giving Justin Herbert one last weapon. Also last week, Herbert... Didn't, was not himself as well as he was had, I believe it was fractured, uh, fractured ribs, I believe it was, if I remember correctly. He had a rib injury either way, which he was getting affected by after the uh, Chiefs game in week three. Uh, he did, was questionable coming into this game. There were not many did not know if he was going to play, but he did play in this one. He still had a pretty decent game yards-wise, but overall, the Jaguars' defense was a little bit too much for him to handle in that one, which ended up having that, I'd say, pretty embarrassing loss for the charges. Uh, but last week, the Houston Texans also suffered a loss to the Bears, 23-20. to Quarterback David Mills, 245 yards passing in that one. One touchdown and two interceptions. Wide receiver Damian Pierce with 80 yards rushing in the game and one touchdown. So a good game by the rookie. And wide receiver Chris Moore led the way with three receptions for 63 yards. And tight end Jordan Aikens with a touchdown in this one. Now, this one, I um, I have to go with the Jack Chargers in this one. This Chargers team is obviously going to be a lot better than this Houston team. I think Justin Herbert gets things going here once again. I expect him to have two or three touchdowns in this one. Would not also surprise if 
Uh, we see Austin Eckler kind of getting a little more involved in this one as well. You didn't hear me mention his name. He did not have too much in this game going for him. Uh, but I expect him to get, do a little bit more on the ground game. Also, wouldn't be surprised if he has another good receiving game as well in this one. As it seems like Eckler is, can do, do either or, it seems like. Uh, as this Houston team, still a young team, still trying to get things figured out, I feel like. Uh, coming in this year, they're expected to be one of the worst teams in the, in the league, if not the worst. So I expect the Chargers to win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if this is by 10 to 17, honestly. Uh, but I do expect the Chargers to pick up a win conv- pretty convincingly on the road in this one to move them to 2-2 two and two on the season. Now let's head to our 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone games as we'll start off with the a battle of two teams that are 1-2 and two, as the Arizona Cardinals take on the Carolina Panthers. Last week, Arizona suffered a loss to the Rams 20-12. Quarterback Kyler Murray with 314 yards passing in this game. And wide receiver Marquise Brown with a huge game in this one. 14 receptions for 140 yards. Wide receiver Greg uh, Dortch with 9 receptions for 80 yards. Running back James Conner with 39 yards rushing in this one. And kicker Matt Prater was the entire offense for the Cardinals in this one. As he went 4 for 4 on field goals in this one. Uh, there was a lot of beers up for Praters in that one, in that game. Uh, I guarantee that one of them that worked, obviously, as he made all four of his field goals. And last week, the Carolina Panthers were able to pick up a victory. As I did not put the score for that one, so let me just double-check that one quick. As they were able to beat the Panthers in that one, 22-14. Able to beat the Saints, just to say. The Carolina Panthers beat the Saints, 22-14. Uh, running back Christian McCaffrey went over the century mark last week, 108 yards rushing. Led Kiefer LaVisca Sonolt with two receptions for 90 yards and one touchdown. Quarterback Baker Mayfield uh, struggled again in this one, only having went 12 for 25, so under 50% completions, 170 yards and a touchdown in this one. And Eddie uh, Pereiro with three for three on field goals in this one for the Panthers. Now this one could be another close one as well, but in this one I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're just the more complete team. And like I mentioned, Baker Mayfield, it seems like he has not been on point so far this year. Continuing the struggle kind, maybe showing why the Cleveland Browns got rid of him. Uh, but Baker not looking the best so far to begin this year. Uh, McCaffrey looking like McCaffrey again, so that's good to see. So I would be... Wouldn't be surprised to see the Carolina Panthers, again, leaning on that running game to try to help out Baker Mayfield. But uh, Kyler Murray, he is still a top 10 quarterback in this league. He's still a, a good quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, he is just waiting, waiting to get Hopkins back. Uh, that will be coming sooner rather than later here. I believe he was spent for six games, if I'm correct. I Don't quote me on that one. I believe it was six games. But, again, he will be back sooner before we know it. But Marquise Brown doing a good job filling in for him right now. And I think this... Eagles Cardinals team will continue to improve as the season goes on, and I think this is a good way to another game they can improve on. Uh, doing a good job against a Rams team last week, uh, but I do believe that the Cardinals will win this one on the road, and I believe the Cardinals will beat the Carolina Panthers to move to two and two on the season. I would say this is probably going to be a touchdown win for the Cardinals. Up next, we have the one and two New England Patriots taking on the two and one Green Bay Packers. As last week, the Patriots lost to the Ravens 37-26. Uh, Devontae Parker uh, in this one had five receptions for 156 yards. As he filled in for Jacoby Myers, who was out of this game, who was 
one of the uh, number one receiver targets for Mac Jones, who this one, Mac Jones, had 321 yards passing. But the downside of that is he had three interceptions in this game. He did have a rushing touchdown, but he did end up, I believe it was spraining his ankle in this one. Uh, and he is expected to be out possibly multiple weeks, so he will not be playing in this one. So we'll be interested to see uh, how this Patriots offense is going to look this week. But again, if him being out, I believe it is Brian Hoyer, if I remember correctly, will be the starting quarterback for the Patriots this week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, then we have wide receiver Kendrick Bourne with four receptions for 58 yards in this game. Uh, running back Damien Harris with one rushing touchdown. Ezra, as for running back as well, Raham Dre Stevenson with 73 yards and one touchdown in that game as well. And for the Green Bay Packers, they were able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12 to in a very close game in that one. As quarterback Aaron Rodgers leading the way with 255 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, wide receiver Rom Rom Romeo Dobbs, who had his first big game of his rookie year. Eight receptions for 73 yards and one touchdown in that one. Also, we had Randall Cobb had two receptions for 57 yards. Allen, Robin, uh, Allen Lundazard, I should say, with one touchdown in that one. Uh, running back Aaron Jones, 36 yards and a fumble loss in that one. And out of this game was Sammy Watkins, who had a hamstring injury coming into this one. So Dobbs filled in for Watkins, had a very good game as this Packers team was able to hold on a very tough game with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and hold on to, hold, to get the victory. And like I mentioned before, Brian Hoyer will be Izzy Becker quarterback for the Patriots as he is going to be expected to probably start for the Patriots this week. It sounds like Mac Jones will be out. Uh, which makes me believe that this will be a pretty convincing victory for the Packers at home. I don't see the you know, Patriots winning with Hoyer at quarterback. Uh, so I expect to see the Packers pick up the win in this one. It wouldn't be surprised me if this is a two-touchdown win. As this Patriots team just has not been clicking it seems like this year. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers and company will pick up the win. I think they'll win both sides of the ball. And I think the Packers win this one and move to 3-1 and one on the season. Up next, we have a battle in the AFC West as the 2-1 Denver Broncos. Gogan's only team did not have a tie or a win this year, which is very shocking. This team does not have a win this year. The 0-3 Las Vegas Raiders as last week. Denver once again by the edge of their nails, I would want to pretty much say. Picked up the win against the 49ers, 11-10. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton's leading the way with eight receptions for 197 yards. Quarterback Russell Wilson with 184 yards passing this game, four sacks. Running back Javante Williams with 58 yards running rushing in this one. Running back Marvin Gordon had the only touchdown of the game for the, the uh, Broncos. And wide receiver Jerry Judy had two receptions for 17 yards as he was coming back from injury last week as he was had a rib injury. So maybe he was a little limited in this game, but overall was not able to do too much in this one, but his team was still pick up, able to pick up the victory. And for the Raiders, again, last week, losing to the Tennessee Titans 24-22. Wide receiver Mack Hollins, eight receptions for 158 yards and one touchdown. A player kind of coming out of nowhere this year as he has been a very big impact receiving-wise. For this Raiders team, quarterback Derek Carr with 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. 
one interception, I should say. Excuse me. <clears throat> Running back Josh Jacobs of 66 yards rushing. Wide receiver Devontae Adams, five receptions for 36 yards, one touchdown. So, again, a very quiet game for Adams as well in this one. Kicker Daniel Carlson, three for three on field goals in this one. And also should be mentioned, uh, Hunter Renfro was out of this game with an injury as well. So, we'll see if he will be back this week for the Raiders to add another receiving option for Carr. But in this one... This Broncos offense has been struggling all season long and just somehow able to edge wins out. Uh, now going against a rival in the Raiders team who are desperate, 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 desperate for a win after being in close losses. It seems like I think every week they've been in almost a pretty close loss. Uh, so in this one, the Denver defense has looked pretty good. Derek Carr has been known to turn the ball over. But again, that that Denver offense has just been struggling. But in this one, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I just feel like it's the Raiders' time to get a win here. I think this off Raiders offense should have enough to edge out the Dolph, the Broncos. I just feel like this is going to be a very close game. I think this is again going to be another game for the Broncos to come down to the wire. But this time, it's going to bite them. Uh, this offense for the uh, offense. I mean. God, Broncos, I should say. I keep on saying Dolphins for some reason. Broncos will not get going, I think. And I believe that the Raiders are going to hold on this one. I think that Carr's going to do just enough to get this team to win. I'd be keeping an eye on Adams in this one. He's been trying to get used to, I think, to Carr a little bit right now. But I think Adams will have a better game this time around. I wouldn't surprise if he had about 80 yards in this one. But I see the Raiders, as long as they can kind of convert and not kick so many field goals in this game, that's just been a thing for them this year as well because kicking a lot of field goals. But I see the Raiders picking up the win in this one, again, by a very slim margin. And the Raiders will finally pick up their first win on the season. As now we go to Sunday night football as this, again, the probably the three of the major games going on this week. As the Kansas City Chiefs at 2-1-1 will take on the 2-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A battle of Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. As surprisingly coming in this game, both teams suffering their first loss of the season last week. As the Chiefs lost to the Colts 20-17. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes throwing for 262 yards, one touchdown, and one interception that happened at the end of the game to cap off the win for the Colts. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, five receptions for 89 yards and that one. And Travis Kelsey, four receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown in that one. And what about Clyde Edwards-Elaire in this game? <laughs> having a big old zero yards rushing in this one, but did end up having a touchdown. But again, a shocking loss to the uh, Chiefs last week. They seemed like they didn't play horrible. It's just the offense just could, seemed like they couldn't get into the end zone, which was a pretty uh, big issue. And again, I, this Colts defense I don't think is a bad defense. I think they just got beat up the week before by the Jags. Uh, they set back up this week against the Chiefs team. And again, the Chiefs will be going against another tough defense against the Tampa Bay. As they end up suffering their loss last week against the Packers, 14-12. Quarterback Tom Brady throwing for 271 yards in that one and a touchdown. Wide receiver Russell Gage, the leading receiver in this one with 12 receptions, 87 yards. One touchdown, but did have a fumble loss. Tight end Cameron Brait, five receptions for 52 yards. Running back Leonard Fournette with 35 yards rushing in this one. And Tom Brady ha having his three main weapons in this game. As last week, Mike Evans was suspended for that fight he had against the Saints. Where he took out, a, I think a Lattimore it was, to, who was talking to Tom Brady. Uh, he will be back this week. We know that. 
Chris Godwin and Julio Jones also out last week with injuries. Chris Godwin was practicing, so he is questionable as well as Julio Jones. He was at practice as well. So both of them questionable coming this week. So we'll see if Brady has his top three receivers back again this week. Uh, and this one, this will be an interesting one to watch. It, the main thing to watch in this one, I think, is going to be this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, offense, I should say, going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, who have looked incredible this year. Uh, did a good job against the Packers last week. They did a good job against the Saints. Uh, so this Buccaneers team could defense could be a major issue as they have almost pretty much had to carry the way so far this year. Also, a uh, thing to mention as well with Hurricane Ian uh, going through Tampa Bay uh, currently right now. There is questions if this game is even going to be played in Tampa Bay. So if it is not played in Tampa Bay, it will be played in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the home of the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll see where this game's end up will be played. So it might be a neutral site game as well for uh, both these teams. And if that is the case, uh, in this one, this is another, again another hard one to go with. But I am going to, I, I think I almost feel like I have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. As much as I want to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my heart, I, my mind, my heart's somewhat saying. Tampa Bay, but my mind is saying Kansas City Chiefs. I just, again, it's hard to see the Chiefs lose back-to-back games. Uh, Tom Brady, we'll see if his weapons are will be back, or what weapons will be back for him, and if they're even going to be 100% is the other issue as well. Uh, I think that could slow down the Tampa Bay offense a little bit, but I do believe it's going to be a very close game either way. Uh, but I think the Chiefs are just going to be able to do what they need to do in this one. Uh, pick up a win after suffering a loss last week. I Again, can't see the Chiefs losing back-to-back here, but again, this could be a close one. This one could go either way, in my opinion. But I see the Chiefs winning this one by again another slim margin game this week on Sunday Night Football. But the Chiefs win; they go to three and one the season. Tampa Bay, I will see losing and going to two and two. And then we wrap up the week with Monday Night Football as the Los Angeles Rams take at two and one take on the San Francisco 49ers at one and two. A battle in the NFC West. As the Rams last week were able to pick up the win against another NFC West team, the Arizona Cardinals, 20 to 12. Quarterback Matthew Stafford in this one, 249 yards passing in that game. Wide receiver Ben uh, so excuse me, uh, Ben Sorik, I think it was. Sorry if I messed that name up completely. I, I said no, I got it. I practiced the name earlier. <laughs> Four receptions for 66 yards in this one. Uh, running back Cam Akers, 61 yards, one touchdown and. One fumble loss. Tight end Tyler Higby, four receptions for 61 yards. And wide receiver Cooper Cup is quiet in this game receiving. Four receptions for 44 yards, but he had to get his touchdown in. This time it was on the ground on a 20-yard run. So Cooper Cup still having a pretty good year for the Rams and continuing to improve off last year's very, very impressive year as well. And for the Niners, they suffered a shocking, uh, sorry, say shocking loss. They suffered a loss to the Denver Broncos, 11 to 10, as quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo of 211 yards, one touchdown, one interception, one fumble loss, one safety. If you didn't watch that safety, he pulled Ovlowski and ended up stepping out of the back of the end zone by himself, uh, costing his team two points. And he was also sacked four times in that game as well. Running back Jeff uh, Wilson. Junior with 75 yards rushing also had a fumble loss in the game. Wide receiver Debo Samuel, five receptions for 73 yards. And wide receiver Brandon Ayuk with one touchdown as well. Uh, in this one, I 
feel like I almost easily got to go with the Rams in this one. Jimmy Garoppolo has seemed like he's not going to be the answer for this team uh, right now as he is been okay filling in, but has not been impressive as Trey Lance, if you don't know, last week was injured and has knocked out for the season. Uh, Garoppolo now filling in and last week not looking too impressive. Again, maybe didn't use that starting quarterback role to get into the system. I'm getting uh, ready to go again as a starting quarterback. Well, I think he will improve this week. Hopefully he doesn't step out the back of the end zone again. But I think he will improve against this Rams team. But I think this Rams team has just got too much power on offense. It's all going to depend on the San Francisco defense in this one. Which I think they got enough to stop this Rams team. As I expect the Rams to pick up a win in this one pretty convincingly. I say 7 to 10 points in this one. Uh, and we will have the Rams, again, winning this one. Moving to 3-1 and one on the season. And beating the Niners Again, by, I would say, maybe about 10 points. And maybe in trying to add on to their lead here in the NFC West. But that is all the games here in week four of the NFL. Again, a lot of good games going on this week. A lot of games to keep an eye on, especially on Thursday night. The Miami Dolphins and Sandy Bengals game. We have the Jaguars versus the Eagles. And then also Tampa Bay going against the Chiefs. Again, it'll be interesting to see where that one will be at when that game happens. Also, Ravens-Bills as well. So, again, four huge games. Keep an eye on this week in week four of the NFL. Uh, last week, I would, if I had to pick an MVP for last week, a player of the week, it had to be Trevor Lawrence. He had a very impressive week last week. So, uh, let's see if Trevor Lawrence can keep that game going against this very, very good Philadelphia Eagles team who look like the best team in the NFL right now. But I'm excited to watch some football this week. Let's start off here on Thursday Night Football with the Dolphins and Bengals. But thank you guys for tuning in here today and listening to the show. Again, for the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. You can also like me on Facebook as well. Again, at Cold Talk. You can message me questions, topics, things. You can tweet with me during the, uh, the games and whatever I'm talking about. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to subscribe or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Again, I will hope to have a sports podcast out here either Friday or Saturday. Uh, it depends on what's going on. Have some work around the house I got to do here still. So I'll try to have that out for you guys tomorrow. If not, it'll be Saturday. Also, keep an eye on uh, Monday Night Raw. Hope to have that out on Tuesday. NXT, hopefully on Wednesday. AEW, hopefully I'll have those out on Thursday and SmackDown on Saturday. I will have you and wrestling this week. I'll start that up next week. Just again, try to get some things going around the house before I go dive into this full, fully. So keep an eye on those next week. Of course, next week we have the Extreme Rules Take Review as well. So I'll try to do something on that, a preview and a, my uh, thoughts on that as well once that is done on Sunday. But again, keep an eye on all those episodes. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Cole Martin. Thank you guys for tuning in with me today. Again, keep up to date with the newest episodes when those come out. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. And you guys all have a great day.